The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey, welcome to the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News, a Friday edition, Jaylen and I. Friday. How exciting is that? Listen, I was on the phone first thing this morning to my daughter down in Calgary. Uh, snowmageddon happening down there, according to her. They got hit yeah. hard. Lots of accidents. Uh, a lot of major routes shut down. I know friends up in Grand Prairie told me as well that they got a whole lot of snow last night. Uh, it looks like it might have missed us, but for an explanation, let's go straight to Jesse Byer over Global Television, Chief Meteorologist. Hey, Jesse. How's it going? Pretty darn good, my friend. How's it going with you? Oh, you know, it's been a busy morning. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> well, anytime day. you have a uh, major snow uh, storm or a snow warning going, of course, people want to know event. what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So did uh, did the storm just miss us? No, not even by any stretch. I mean, we just haven't had the brunt of it move through the city yet. Now, the, the forecast always has been an afternoon Friday to early evening to even overnight hour event for the city of Edmonton and surrounding area. I think a lot of the confusion is the fact that, one, the winter storm warning and the snowfall warnings have been in place since Thursday morning, yeah, right? So right, a lot of people yeah. are thinking, hey, it's coming Thursday, and we've been talking about Thursday's going to be fine. Overnight Thursday is going to be fine. Most of Friday is going to be fine. This is Friday afternoon, Friday evening, and Saturday for the city of Edmonton. People have been throwing around totals in the 20 to 30 centimeter range. I don't know where you're getting that. Maybe in the upper elevations of Swan Hills with that extra lift due to the topography in that area. Here in the city of Edmonton, 10 to 15 has always been the number. And that's cumulative from Friday, Saturday, and even the light flurries on Sunday. So... The snow is falling now in the city of Edmonton, and it will be a steady, possibly heavy at times, snow event this evening and throughout the day on Friday with those temperatures already cooling. You can say we're right in that aspect if you want to go that far. (laughs) Minus 8 to minus 10 is what we've been going with for the past few days. So this is kind of just the start of it for us. Now, if you are west of the city, you know it's been snowing there all morning. As close as Evansburg has been dealing with steady flurries. So if you are traveling west of the city, be prepared for reduced visibility as well as blowing snow, which has been happening all day. I mean, we're in 20-kilometer difference between those flurries west of the city hitting us and hitting areas west. So that 30% chance of scattered flurries this morning did absolutely pan out. Just might not have been snowing in your backyard here in the city of Edmonton, but it started now and it's going to continue for pretty much the rest of this evening, off and on, heavy at times, and then even throughout your Saturday with that wind is starting to pick up as well still going near 40 to 60k yeah i was i was wondering if cause you, you were just out getting a breath of fresh air andrew a little bit oh. of snow starting to fall and i got yep. to, if oh, i sound chill. like i'm short of breath it's because i was just on the treadmill oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, i thought I'd, i should like man that guy's working hard today <laughs> so with that, he's breaking a sweat down there okay. at global um they, on my lunch break usually i talk to you guys like they have food. that's right they have a treadmill Oh, he he left the station. I'm sure you're you're at a fitness center or something, right? I'm at a fitness facility. Oh, on your, on you your lunch break, look at you I go! Know. Hey, you don't fit in those uh, suits those without uh, yeah suits, without jumping yeah. on a treadmill once in a while. Looks I, like they're I, painted on half the time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I always thought the concern. Well, I thought the concern as of yesterday, as we were speaking and as we were reading the forecast, was the combination of some amount of snow with yeah. high winds. winds. Yeah. Sure, and if you were west of the city, you definitely had that coupled up this morning. It's just yeah. 
the city of Edmonton, and might I add, thankfully, was spared through the early morning commute. But again, as close as Seba Beach, even Evansburg, I mean, they've been dealing with flurries pretty much all morning south of the city, south of Red Deer, not in the greatest of shape. Calgary's been taking it on the chin since late yesterday. They could be looking at nearly 35 hours of straight snowfall in Calgary, (laughs) and this is all in the same system. So a lot of people today upset this morning saying, where's the snow? Where's the snow? Why isn't my morning commute bad? You know, that 30% of scattered flurries this morning thankfully missed us, but, I mean, we're not done with this yet. I, I, I still think 10 centimeters for the city of Edmonton. Cumulative between now and the end of Saturday, even parts of Sunday morning, is likely to stack up. Um, so just kind of a steady, slow and steady snow once longer, it starts. Longer-lived yeah. event. Now that, now that this moisture is into the province and that upper-level low is kind of blocking it out, there's really nowhere for it to go except to set up on this boundary, which is extending from Grand Prairie down to Brooks and Medicine Hat. So... This is just kind of the waiting game. And, and to, to be fair, you're thinking about a front from Grand Prairie to Medicine Hat. Mm-hmm. And then kind of pinpoint exactly where the heaviest moisture is going to be up against that entire near 1,000-kilometer front. And then complaining about a centimeter or two mist on either side of a forecast from three days ago. So, Jesse, let me put that in perspective. I'm going to uh, let you answer this question because I could answer it, but I'm going to let you answer it. Uh, one of the, our texters wants to know then why was a winter storm warning issued yesterday and not today? That's one of the that's one of the issues, right? Because if we would have left it till today, especially on a Friday, can you imagine planning your weekend travel plans? Exactly. Going, oh, there's nothing yeah. going on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we wait till the event starts. <laughs> and again, this isn't us at, at, at Global. No. This is Environment Canada who issues this event. So we're working hand-in-hand hand with them. It's a very good partnership as to how we're going to warn the public about this. I mean, I, the, the fact that this was a weekend event, Friday night into Saturday morning, I would hate to be the one because, you know, people would be complaining, saying you couldn't tell us before 3 o'clock on a Friday. That exactly. Yeah, and, you know, and Jesse, we're partners in that too, right? Yeah. I mean, we... Oh, 100%. Yeah, we're, we're putting the warning out there because the warning's been issued, but we're... It's a heads up, maybe. It's a heads up for the weekend, right? Because the conversation yesterday was about your weekend travel plans. Absolutely. You know, so I, I yeah, I, I mean, like Jay said, we could have answered that question too, but I wanted to hear you answer it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and, and I and I think that's the, that's the um, the big issue for a lot of people is that is that overwarning, and then when something doesn't happen as bad as it is, we're not going to go and tell you the, the not the worst case scenario. Can you imagine? We said, oh, don't worry about it; it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Then we get ten centimeters of snow, yeah, and then on the flip side, <laughs> we end up getting eight, and there's someone saying they said it was going to be ten. Uh. So it's it's kind of you know I've been in this game for. For years, not only in the city of Edmonton, but but elsewhere for the better part of the past eight to ten years, and it's the same thing every time. There's always someone. <laughs> oh, it's not as bad uh, as I thought it was going to be. Thankfully, yeah. but I mean, and I think that's the reason why those warnings got put in place yeah. early on Thursday was to give everyone, our viewers, our listeners, anyone with travel plans, a decent heads up that this is going to happen. If this may have been a, a Wednesday event, I, I really suspect that the warnings might have been issued Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, not yeah. Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesse, we love you when the weather is great, and, you know, you just you take it on the chin when uh, things when are delayed a little bit. When it's sunshine in the summer, <laughs> I want a bunch of patio bevies. You know what? I only hear about the bad times. Four months, five months from now, we'll be laughing about this. That's All right. good, friend. Thank you so much. Hey, no problem. Okay, right, take it easy. Chief meteorologist over at uh, Global, Jesse Byers. So the snow has started to fall. We're expecting, as Jesse says, about 10 centimeters yeah. right through the next 24, 36 hours. Can you imagine? It's funny if you put it into perspective. If, if there was a tornado warning 
and uh, you know a watch upgraded to a warning, and they wake up in the morning saying, "My car is exactly where I left it." Yeah. Like, what happened to this tornado? <laughs> People get their knickers in a knot, right? And they do it's indeed. Just, uh, and, and, and but but if we have learned one thing about Alberta and doing the job that we do, yep. weather is a huge deal. It is. Weather is, um, well, besides affects everything that you do, given yep. the history of some of the weather that has happened here, people pay attention to it closer, I believe, than any other market that I have worked in. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm listen, I told Maddie, she wanted to go down to Calgary for the weekend, yeah. saw that warning earlier in the week. Um, told her, hey, listen, if you're going to Calgary, get on the highway now. Like, let's get ahead of this storm. She's in Calgary. She's actually uh, staying at Dave's house right now. And the snow hit hard. She thanked me this morning. Yeah. You know, thanks for giving me the heads up. Well, which was better than the last time, the three weeks ago, right. when she wanted to go down, when I had to go to Lake Louise. Exactly. And she said, I'm going to go now. No, you're not. <laughs> no, we just didn't <laughs> let her go, right? Oh, my goodness. So there you have it. We'll keep you updated throughout the afternoon, as always, if weather is happening, where you are, or if there's an accident or you see something, you can text us at 630-630 or call us. We'd love to hear from you. It's Friday. Of course. 4960063. Hey, Jayla and I, we've got a fairly exciting guest. Fair, I, sh- I didn't mean to say fair. We've got a very, not fairly, very exciting guest coming up after yeah, 2.30. Yeah, interesting. Trying to make history um, with travel to the South Pole. Can you imagine? Uh, and, and this is amazing. So we're not going to spill the beans. You can no. ex- we'll, we'll tell you all about it after 2.30, uh, but um, the vehicle is called the Rock Hopper. The, well, what's it called? The Rock Hopper. Really? So remember, do you do the WWE set? No, the Grave. I know, but it's got to be the Rock Hopper. So the, say the Rock Hopper. Yeah, I'll have to work on that. G-Force technology. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I know, that's what we're going to find out. So uh, we'll do that. Uh, here's a... Uh, here's uh, something, mm. um, just out of the blue. Yes. And I kind of told you a little bit about it the other day, but I don't know if we got totally into uh, details about it. But um, if you've had a break-in in your neighborhood, um, and I know there's neighborhoods in town that are certainly more susceptible mm-hmm. to them, or if you've left your vehicle out. I know my kid was downtown, had his vehicle broken into, you know, really? like that. But um there was a place out in my end of town, um, and and we do. There's there's problems out there, like there are everywhere. But the 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 people doing it had quite the little mo going, and so it, it was really interesting to watch though the communication between the neighborhood. And I and I'm not sure if that happens in all neighborhoods. When I lived in Tewilliger, the same neighborhood mm-hmm. that you lived in, I never had to deal with this at that time, um, but. One text message goes to the next person, and it just spread Spreads. through the neighborhood just yep. to say, like, give a heads up on what happened. It's a white truck. It's a big guy. It's a little female. This is what they're doing when they come to your house. You know, all well, of this. You should sort of say stuff. what they were doing. Well, what they were doing um, was they would go to a home, and if you answered the door, they would make up some story about being lost, needing an address, something like that. Okay. Um, when they went to the house where nobody answered the door, 
that's when they would break in. And one of the homes apparently broken in. It was it was just trashed. Everything stolen. Really? Yeah. And but the neighbors on either side, because these people went there first, were able to get. Uh, IDs on them, like knew that it was a big white pickup truck, this is what they look like, that sort of thing. Ah, so now all of a sudden, it's it's just spread through the neighborhood. Now, where where I live, the, the, the property is a little further away from each other and a lot of trees. So in some cases, it's much easier to do what um, the, the thieves were doing than, than yeah. elsewhere. Like over at my house, I think it might be a little bit more difficult because more out in the open. But yeah, this happened. But it was it was just a, a neat feeling of community. We moved out there um, because we wanted space and and you know uh, just a little bit more room. And I think everyone who lives out there. Hey, kind of keep to yourself. We say hi. Sometimes we're, right. we're hanging out together. Maybe once a year, twice a year, we come over to each other's, you know, fire pits or, or whatever. But that was the first time in six years, to be honest with you, that to me it felt like this this huge sense of community. Everyone just kind of coming around, big circle yeah. arms. Everyone giving a heads up to each other, and it was it was it was really neat. Well, I mean, that's that's what neighbors should do, right? Exactly. It's, and it, I'm not sure that that, that, that it, happens as much anymore. You know, it's funny. Uh, years ago, but on the in the house that I'm in right now, the, my car got broken mm-hmm. into, and I phoned the police, and they were like, you know, you're going to need an insurance. You're going to need a report yeah. for. Insurance. Just come on down to the station. So that was when they had neighborhood stations, okay, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know that they still do or don't. But I so I go to this neighborhood station, and there's a bunch of people in there filling out forms, right? And the police officers, there's more than one at a counter, so I'm beside other people filling out forms. And this police officer walks over, and he's like, uh, okay, I'd like you to meet your neighbor, and introduces me to a guy from uh, three doors <sighs> down, and then says, and that is your other neighbor, and points out a woman whose car was also broken into. And he wasn't being sarcastic. He wasn't even trying to be funny. He actually wanted us to meet our neighbors. Like he was saying, that's, you should know one another because you can keep an eye on each well, other. Well, and then you know who it is that's in your neighborhood. Yeah, and who doesn't belong, and Who doesn't right? belong there. And I, I got to tell you, you know, I know we've kidded about it, but the peace of mind that I have from having installed that, just that doorbell camera alone, because in the scenario that you're talking about, I don't have to get broken in in order to be able to provide the police with a clear picture no. of the person yeah. who rang my doorbell, and I am answered it and then if there's a break-in you know maybe now i've got well not maybe now i I do have video maybe of the suspects you're looking for right and uh, i would really recommend i I mean i got it because i i got it at christmas because of the all the stories that we were seeing about parcels Mm -hmm. but i gotta tell you and and i remember the time somebody texted uh, this show and they were like so now you're keeping an eye on your neighbors or whatever and I'm not. But if something were to happen across the street or next to me, um, and they were to ask, I would certainly be happy. I'm not sitting there spying on my neighbors, but I'd certainly be happy to go back to the approximate time that they said and see if that mm-hmm. camera picked up any motion. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. maybe I'll get you a picture of who broke into your house. Yeah, it, and it, it, it starts that discussion again about um, about uh, security. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Edmonton Police Services Twitter account talks, you know, which, oh, by the way, tip of the hat. Uh, yeah, to I the saw guys their tweet there. again last some, night. They're having some uh, fun, fun with that. But about the nine o'clock, the nine o'clock walkabout, yeah. you know, do you know where things are? Is, is everything uh, locked up? Um, 
you know, things like your man door, maybe on your garage, mm-hmm. um, is the there's the lock pushed over maybe you have it on your fan whatever it is it's just it's a reminder because we can become so complacent think oh it's not going to happen here everything's okay everything's okay the police told us that one of the best things um is to have really barking dogs (laughs) i've been told that by locksmiths i've been told that by police that they're the best burglar alarm you can have uh we don't have jack anymore but yeah i mean he knew about all motion in the neighborhood and he was quite vocal about it it's annoying except nobody would ever break into our house. The sound of a big dog uh-huh. on the other side of the door, a pretty good deterrent. Because I think, you know, I, I, I don't think people are scared off necessarily by a sign in the front yard that says you're protected by a security service, right? Because a lot of yeah. people forget to turn them on oh. or as the police remind you to do at 9 o'clock or they know that if the alarm, if the door is breached or a window is breached, there's going to be a series of phone calls before anybody calls the police. So you have time on your yeah. hands to do whatever, right? So it all depends on what system you have and how you use it, but what precautions you take to ensure that you don't need the system, like locking the doors at nine o'clock and making sure your car is locked. Yeah. Man, when I started dating coach um, in the neighborhood that they lived in, and that's as much as I will say, the they were they were so not oh, worried yeah. about it. You know, I think <laughs> left cars unlocked. Cars unlocked. I used to do doors, that too. Doors uh, unlocked. Like I won't even. You know. Well, we don't have a screen door, but in even my houses, like no screen doors are are locked. There's the added thing there, and well, and you know, here's the thing, Jay. Like, and it's not to keep my neighbors out, but it's to keep you know yeah, to keep no, things no. safe. Exactly. Well, you don't want to have a target-rich environment around your neighborhood because that's what's going to attract them, right? But you know, back to that text again. Well, now you're spying on your neighbors. After I got that text, I honestly, I took it to heart. I went home and I changed the motion area to simply be my porch so that somebody would have to walk up onto my porch. Mm. See, and I, then, would, it, I, would, I would have it almost out to the road but to here's the vehicle thing. In, in there and everything. After a couple of weeks of that, I got thinking about it and I put the motion back mm-hmm. out to the street and the, the it, it extends to the sidewalk across the street. So the houses across the street for me. And occasionally, um, I will take a look at a video when I get home because there'll be one that's quite long or you'll see the length of them. You go, what was going on there? There's lots of activity goes on in the front and back of your house you're not aware of. Lots. Well, yeah, in that neighborhood, too, there's so many families and a lot of people walking. Sure, but you do see people who don't necessarily Mm -hmm. think maybe belong there Mm -hmm. or you see somebody looking in your car, that kind of thing. Uh. Yeah, you're like, oh, really, eh? Moe's on the phone. Hey, Moe, what's on your mind? Hi, how are you? Good. Good, thanks. Good. I've been listening to the show every day for you, with you guys. Today, I want to say something like about uh, things are changed in the American, North American way. There's the neighbors don't want to associate with each other. They don't want to even know who you are. They don't want to even come for coffee. You've been living beside your neighbor for the last 15 years. You don't know, even know his name, right? Or yeah, what does you're do? right. It has moved that way. You're right. Exactly. And most, if, if, like, uh, if you look at it in the other way, too, nobody keeps his light in the nighttime, at least, outside light. Everybody shuts the lights. Everybody closes the curtains. So that gives an opportunity for the thief to do what he wants, okay? Or just like people say, mind my own business. It's off my back. I don't care. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. 
You're right, and it's not just about getting to know your neighbors or feeling you have to socialize with your neighbors, but it's also in communicating with your neighbors what you're doing out of pure cur- uh, courtesy. Like, I, I think now of Maddie's uh, grad party that we held in the backyard of our house, um, and it was during the summer, but we made, we didn't make, we told Maddie that the condition was she had to go door to door and tell the neighbors that we were going to have a party. And just so that they'd be aware, there'd be more traffic yeah. in the neighborhood, there'd be some noise, probably some music, but we would shut it down at a reasonable time. And she came back and said, gosh, we've got great neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's when you think, why don't we know our neighbors better yeah. than we know? I mean, we know, of course, we have the one guy on the one side. Nobody's getting to know that guy. Um, but, yeah, we know our neighbors uh, across from us and beside us and across and down a little bit. But you're right. Like, you sort of you drive home, you get out of your car, you zip into your house. Um, and even in the summer, you, you know, maybe a wave, right? But uh, my mom used to go for coffee next door with her neighbor. Yeah. As long as I can remember when I was a kid. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to tell you this story. Like, my neighbor, I've been living beside him 16 years, just about 17 years. He always complained. Like, if you park in the front of his car, <laughs> he phones the city, yeah. or he comes down and he tells you to move the car, yeah. which is a city problem. But I tell you, uh, last month, I always watch. I keep, I don't like the curtain close. I fight with my wife if she closed the curtain when I'm at home <laughs> all the time. I always, my eyes on the street, like I sleep late because I work at night too. So one time it, it was raining, like, and all of a sudden a van parked on my neighbor, the one he doesn't talk to me. Right? Yeah. And this guy comes and he have a, a light on his head. All right. You know, the one they wear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With a strap. Yeah. Exactly. And this guy goes, and I watch him. He goes into the mailbox, and his wife is driving, and he parked the other way on the street. And soon as I, I thought, why does this guy have a light if he's delivering something? But at 2 o'clock in the morning, what is he delivering? Newspapers? There's no newspapers anymore. Right. right? No, he's picking up. Exactly. So yeah. when I just opened the door, he just went to the car. This guy... He's a thief, but he's a lot of thieves, yeah. which means he goes in the mailboxes to steal if there's any checks from the government. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, he's stealing and ID, Mo, and that sort of stuff, too. Yeah, getting information to do even exactly. more things. Yeah, I tried to get his plate. It was at night, and I couldn't get it, all of it. But the second day, I told my neighbor... Good for you, Momo. we got to take a break here for the 2.30 News. We're already running late. Thank you so much for your phone call. A reminder, too, that if you're you're wondering what's going on in your neighbourhood, the Edmonton Police Service on their uh, website has a a really great tool. It's a a crime mapping, neighbourhood crime map. Mm -hmm. So pop in your um, neighbourhood, click on it, see the last 60 days. They'll show you break-ins, assaults, uh, they'll show you whatever crimes. Really interesting. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2.00. On 630 Chad.